Hi, you're listening to John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. This is the one hour a week where my boyfriend, John, is allowed to talk to me about wrestling. And sometimes I know things too. Here we go. Um, so now we're reporting live from the bedroom. Yeah, we're reporting live from the bedroom because our neighbors are musicians and they make what sounds like good music. Yeah. But they make it very loudly in their apartment, which is also uh, in an apartment building with other apartments. Yeah. They tend to treat their apartment like a music studio in mm-hmm. that they blast bass and smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. And like literally a lot of weed. Literally, truly any hour of the day. It could be yeah. during the day. I Oftentimes it'll be like after midnight. <laughs> I find that to be weirdly thoughtful though because mm-hmm. they do, they are, they are thoughtful enough to mm-hmm. not be doing it like in the bedroom yeah, when our, it's night our apartments match up yeah we, our bedroom we've share wall and our living room uh, share wall when we were so yeah they don't in. but they don't um yeah they do they do do it in the in the living room. they do it in the living room during At the night. day well, or, they, uh, yeah they do it in the living room almost exclusively almost exclusively, the only time yeah. i've heard them doing music in the bedroom is during the day so that's what i yeah. mean i think they're at night they're, like, they're we'll somewhat aware yeah, of yeah. not wanting to be and they do like i've never heard them do it like after midnight at I a hundred percent have several oh, okay. times. Well, I guess it's because um, I'm in bed by that. time. Yeah, so. if I'm out in the living room, I, what I mean is it's like it not, doesn't it is keep not me awake. Uncommon. I just mean yeah. they don't keep me awake with it. No, yeah, I mean it is just weird too because I'm such like a homebody, and so like when it's like eleven o'clock, it'll be like I'm done, and I feel like a lot of times I'll be like just getting going. Yeah, well, they probably um, don't have to get up as early. It's true. It seems like they're working musicians, which yeah. is great. I've heard them come home at like four a.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. because why are you out? Well, you know, on the nights when I've been sick and out on the couch when I had like COVID and stuff, you know, I would hear them come home at like 4 a.m. That's true. I think they do gigs. I love this. This is all just us like. This is what we love to do. We love to like guess what our neighbors are like. We're not introducing ourselves and like getting to know them. We don't form relationships. All our relationships are parasocial. Yeah. So it's just. We don't really know each other. Yeah, it's just us watching them yeah. and then filling in the narrative on mm-hmm. our own. We're not watching them. It's not the purpose. It's just that you no, have to notice things. We don't go out of our way to like watch them. But Yeah, we, but if we, it so happens that I'm watching and they're there. Yeah, <laughs> if we look out our window and they're there, it's like, oh, there they are. Hmm, I wonder what, that, what God, that's what about. What window would we have that goes into the... <laughs> no, um, but like when we look yeah. out the back window at people's yards yeah. or the front window, people coming and going, mm-hmm. we hear them in the hallway, you know, you can piece things together. Yeah. Took us a while to figure out the people above us had a dog. Oh, right. I, I don't feel like I've seen that dog again, though, which is I weird. I think they have a dog, though. I think they have a dog, but like I never see anybody walking a dog. Yeah, I only caught a glimpse that one time. Yeah, I've seen people like take the dog out like once. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder if they're like allowed to have it. Well, we we weren't allowed to have dogs in this building, but then the our landlord's had, daughter yeah. had dated a guy who had two, so now there's two big dogs that live in the building. Yeah, and they seem nice um, enough, but uh, it is funny that like the rule was just broken. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because you know, yeah, rules I mean, are rules but, are not meant to be followed by the people who make them. Yes, it's kind of the point. Yeah, of being the one who makes the rules. That's true. You're right. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, our neighbors are interesting people. They are interesting. Except for the people, the people below us, we don't know anything about. Yeah, I don't, I, I, 
So I never see them. I see. I used to see them like. I don't think it's creepy. We're neighbors. The, we notice things. That's true. I. I used if to one see of our neighbors back, was murdered, the cops would come talk to us, and we'd need. We'd tell be the them, first after this podcast. To, we will be the first uh, people they come to talk to. By the way, uh, yeah, because yeah. we're the people who notice yeah. the things our neighbors do. Um, they well, I definitely one of them. Uh, I have seen like when I did the Daily Show, I left very early. It was like six a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and one of them was like leaving. Oh yeah! So it could, I, think I think I've heard them leaving in the morning. I think they before. just leave yeah. really early, and we just don't see yeah. them because of that. But I don't see them coming home ever. I know that's the thing. Is like I never see them like coming and going. Really, I uh, don't hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like every other neighbor mm-hmm. I hear, mm-hmm. and like when you're in the hallway and stuff, I never hear them. Yeah, you can hear a landlord's daughter from any oh, place in the building. Oh, whenever she's talking anywhere. Yeah, if she's talking, you can. I'll be like in voice. our bathroom, and I can hear her talking, and she's like diagonally below us, and yeah. like, I don't even know how this works. No, she's um, she's very yeah. uh, hearable woman. Yeah, and um, you know, then there there is a mysterious third floor resident that we don't know very well, but I've talked to her before, like once. Yeah, and, and she's probably been here the longest of anybody. And the in people this above us are, are also extremely loud. Or actually, they're not that loud anymore. No, they used to be very. But loud it might be. Relative to the musician neighbors who moved in Maybe not that long true. ago, and they've supplanted our upstairs neighbors as yeah. the noise, yeah, the annoying noisy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like our downstairs neighbors one time, and this ties us into wrestling, is that they on Halloween I noticed that they were having people come in, and I could hear them in the hall mm-hmm. as they were greeting people, being like, "Which wrestler are you?" And then I looked out the back window because they were in the yard, and I was like, they, "Everybody was a wrestler," and I was like, "I remember that they night well." A Halloween wrestling you party were really upset. right in our building. And I was not. And this is why I should probably talk to people and get I to know, know them. I was like, you should go down there. Yeah. They probably went, I'm always I, encouraging you to. I, like, I would never go to someone else's apartment, but I'm always encouraging you to go yeah. knock on hey, people's how's it doors. Going? Uh, it is funny uh, <laughs> when I looked out there, too, because I'm pretty sure they're not like actual wrestling fans. Uh, oh, because weren't there like seven macho they're like man? Seven, almost everybody's a macho man, Randy Savage. <laughs> I blew out my voice last night hanging out at shows. So. Yeah, because you're cool. Yeah. You're a cool, um, cool dude now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what wrestler would you have dressed up as had you been invited and, uh, and knew their names? And knew their and names like, <laughs> and didn't just hear. <laughs> didn't just, just like eavesdrop, eavesdrop on yeah. hallway conversations and, like, spy and in the, look yeah, out the no. window at them. <laughs> um, I think, well, I've been staying before successfully. The easiest one to be, oh, uh, I, at the time I, I had... Uh, Every little thing had, he does is magic. Yeah. God. Um, what? I think uh, the easy... Well, I had long hair at the time, so this probably wouldn't have worked, but the easiest one for me to be would probably just be Kevin Owens, because you just put on like a t-shirt and gym shorts, and like, that's Kevin Owens. Um, you love Halloween costumes that, that are, require no effort. no effort, despite the fact that we have a suitcase full of props and costumes yeah. taking up half of our closet. I know. The sting um, one is good though because I mean you could I have a sting T-shirt I can do the face paint and I got the the jacket the coat the long the duster. You know another thing that's important to think about in life is if your normal clothes could be your Halloween costume. Maybe you need you, better clothes e- or better Halloween costumes. Better Halloween, that's true. Something is wrong. <laughs> Something is wrong on one end of that spectrum. Yeah, you're right, either you know you're either living too large or not large enough. Um. I had to get rid of some wrestling shirts when I lost weight uh, that now I think I probably could fit into. 
but what it's fine. Well, I got rid of them because I was like, ah, I lost some weight, but I still couldn't fit into them. And I was like, I'm trying to get rid of shirts, so I'm not going to wear these. And now, like a year later, I'm like, I oh, because they're too into. small. Yeah, but now oh. I'm like, now I could probably definitely. Fit I thought you them. mean you got rid of them because they were too big and you'd lost weight. No, I have to. There's a bunch of those I still have to get rid of. Mm. Um, but yeah. So anyway, next year I'm gonna. So this year I have a few more months still to get to know the people downstairs. Because for sure, they'll have another wrestling For sure, Halloween. they seem really into it. Yeah, they'll definitely have another wrestling Halloween party. Wouldn't it be um, funny if they were just like, they just had themed Halloween parties mm-hmm. and next year the theme is like literary masters or something? Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but you've made such a point about talking about doing something with them on yeah. Halloween that you then have to dress up like Charles Dickens or something. Yeah, I'm like, I, I said it'd be Kurt Vonnegut. I don't know how to, I don't even know what he looks I like. I need a tweed jacket. Oh my God. I think he wore tweeds sometimes. Yeah, if I remember, I saw him on the Daily Show once. Yeah, so I I am so bad at knowing what authors were alive when. Like I truly used to get Mark Twain, Charles Dickens. Oh no! And uh, what's his name? Who uh, who shot himself? Hunter S. Thompson. No. Ernest Hemingway? Ernest Hemingway. Oh. I used to get the three of them confused. All three of them, I believe, are from different eras. I mean, I Dickens think... maybe and Twain might have been some overlap. Yeah, Dickens may have been a bit earlier than Twain if memory serves. Yeah, I think he was... Um, I know. I do know that Ernest Hemingway fought in World War One. Yeah, and then... So he's like... He died. He killed himself in like the 70s or something. Yeah. But to me, I was like, Ernest Hemingway was alive during like the... Victorian I think England it's or something. He, writes, I, he famously wrote about the sea, mm-hmm. and I feel like we attribute a lot of sea narratives to. Like, oh right, old, Did he, he wrote older. "Old Man in the Sea." Is that yeah, him? he wrote "Old Man in the Sea." Yeah, so I liked that book. You know, why I liked that because a lot of the books you have to read in in high school are like just relentlessly depressing, and that mm-hmm. book for some reason was like, oh, he's just like really. He's just trying, you know. He's out there. He's just trying to do his best, and he has a goal. And you want to see him finish yeah. it. It's like it was like, uplifting. So, who's um, your favorite character? The old man or the sea? Uh, probably the old man. Okay. Wow. But the sea uh, uh, doesn't. No. Wow. Um, but sorry, sea stands. If yeah. you're listening to this one, don't pile on John on Twitter. There's somebody. Don't try to cancel him for not picking the sea. Oh man, somebody sitting there with a blue t-shirt i'm trying to think of something of sea fan sea hive stand up mm. mount up sea hive yeah it's like the beehive you know that's for great. beyonce oh, that's anyway. great uh but yeah i don't if if you tell me an author i will almost care i can almost guarantee you i will not know what how about there. joan didian uh you don't I, even know who that is i actually. only know i, I only know that sp- she was like contemporary because of when she died and everybody me having to realize how stupid i was because everybody was like talking about how much she touched their lives and and i'm just like i have never heard of this but i'm not it's not a knock on her it's not any sort of disrespectful to her but i have like never i never heard that name before in my life until she but i also want to correct you on something it's not that you're stupid it's that you have like four interests Mm -hmm. and then you don't care to look into anything else so so that's it it's not that you're stupid you just have narrow interests so you yeah. don't know a lot of things about stuff that you've I never know looked some at stuff. but it's also, not it's not a sign of intelligence it's just exposure okay also when you said joan didion before i thought you said like joan didion i was like i was like a was that like a uh 
a, an old philosopher, like a French, like a French philosopher or something. I can't even think of them. Like Voltaire. Yes, Voltaire. Like Rousseau. Yeah. Like um. Uh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of um those guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh right. You were a history. <laughs> you yeah. were a history major. A minor. <laughs> I was a history minor. And also, they don't just teach you necessarily those guys in, in history. They don't it teach depends you on what dates. History. It depends on they what history. They don't teach you about famous people and when they were well, alive. Well, not artists necessarily and stuff. No. I, Culture, not a part of history. No, they're, they're, they try. They tried. No, I was a history minor because I was a broadcast communications major. And because it was... I love that my major, they were like, you have to have another major or a minor. Because mm-hmm. they were like, this is not enough. It was very funny. Uh, and I was going to be a film studies minor, but there was like a turnover in the teaching department for that. So you didn't have a Kangol hat. I couldn't. What the hell is that? One of those like page boy cap looking things. Oh, but like it's a, it's a dunk on white guy film majors. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, well, uh, yeah. So, but I wasn't able to get enough of, there weren't going to be enough of those classes by the time I was supposed to graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to like stay longer for that. Cause it wasn't like I was going to film school, you know, it was, I, I was just going to like a SUNY school mm-hmm. upstate and they were just some film classes. Uh, I, so that I realized that, Oh, I could do a history minor and I just have to have like so many history classes. Like there weren't really any hard requirements for it. And I already had like three quarters of it. So I just started doing the rest of it as a history minor. Um, and some of them are good. Some of them are really hard. Um, History classes are usually either really easy to bullshit your way through or impossible. There's really very little middle ground with those. It was either the teachers were like, oh, you're good. Mm-hmm. Or they were like, I see right through you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know exactly that you what you did. You did not read anything. It's true. Some classes are easy and some classes not so easy. Some of them are fine. Some of them are kind of easy. Some of them are just in That's the middle. That's true. Some of them are just kind of easy. Yeah. Why don't patronize me? I'm not patronizing you. 100 percent are patronizing me. It's a cool me. story. It's not a cool story. It's not even a story. You're leaning <laughs> in a extravagant way and just looking at me like, oh, I'm just waiting for me to be done. <laughs> You're one of the teachers that would have saw right through me. <laughs> exactly. Saw through my bullshit. That's I did have I mean. a I did have a guy who was like, it was some sort of history class where he was like, oh. You know, my, he was like a cool hippie. He had like a, a chin goatee. He was like a young guy with the swoopy mm-hmm. hair. And he was like, you're not, you know, in this class, you're, slackers will not do well in this class. And I slacked pretty hard in that class. And mm-hmm. I got, a, I think, a B plus in it. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I showed him. Also, I did a presentation on the Canterbury Tales. Uh, I don't remember why. that. I think I, I don't remember if I picked that or whatever. I prefer the Canterbury Tales. Mm. Uh, yeah, those were more positive. But this one, um, it was funny because I didn't read it. Uh, and so this is how I did every presentation and every research paper. I did not read the material. I would just go through and like find random things mm-hmm. to like cite. And then I would just build an argument off. It's much harder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't recommend it. Just read the stuff. But I didn't. Um, and so I was like, oh, yeah, the Canterbury Tales. I did this presentation. I had to like do it. And it was fine. And then... The one I was talking about, because like different characters have different tales or whatever in it. That's what it's about. And then he's like, "Oh, is this one your favorite?" And I was like, "No." And then I realized I didn't know anything 
about or I didn't know anything about any of the other tales in it, nor like what the characters were. So I couldn't mm-hmm. even like call one up and make anything up. I had to just be like, actually, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Um, and one of my roommates who was in that class with me too, who was like eternally high, was just like dying laughing at me because <laughs> he was mm-hmm. like, I knew exactly what happened. Um, See, you're not dumb. You're smart enough to just, just do the bare minimum and still get by. Yeah, I'm a white. Uh, yeah, man. you're a white guy yep. who figured out early he could just, you know, bullshit coast. people and coast. And I'm a you've, grifter. You've done that. Yeah. I've been grifting people my whole life. You've been grifting people your whole life. Anyway. But you're not stupid is my point. Thank you. You're, if anything, you're too smart for your own good. Probably. You could probably be, you'd probably be better off if you were a little stupider. A little probably because I don't have afraid. to actually do stuff. Yeah, a little more afraid, a little more, um, less sure. Mm-hmm. Less uh, less confident in the outcomes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, wrestling. Any, wrestling. Uh, <laughs> if you've made it this so, far, so yeah. I mean, really, you learned all about history classes and um, our neighbors and our neighbors, our whole building. Oh God. Anyway, uh, I just I do want to start off. I'm not going to talk about this that much because I don't want to make it a depressing thing again. Scott Hall has since passed away since our last episode. I think he passed away later that night. Again, uh, so thank you say, for sticking with us, listeners, yeah, through yeah. this wonderful if you were, if you were 17 wait- minute journey you've been on. Also, if you were waiting for us to update you, uh, I'm sorry that we made yeah, you wait 17 minutes yeah. for it. Or in a week. Um, but yeah, he passed away. And I just want to say that, you know, I, I feel like I almost didn't put enough emphasis on Scott Hall's importance and, uh, you know, how much. He did for the wrestling industry, and he was like a big, you know, he was a very big star, uh, and he did do a lot to get people like pay. he did like he it was the first ladder match in WWF, and that mm-hmm. like paved the way for the Hardys and Edge and Christian and all that mm-hmm. stuff to do to do their matches. And I feel like I'm still not talking about him properly, but he just seemed like a uh, a good dude when he wasn't, you know, experiencing his issues with addiction, and he um, was uh, he will be missed. Um, well, consider it an honor, Mr. Hall, that John knows the dates you were alive on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. There are few people oh. he's able to do that with. Yeah. But he'll if you always... had written a book, I would have no idea who you are. <laughs> but you did this thing, and this is absolutely... Now you'll be remembered now I, correctly now I know within a creepy the context amount. of your own era. Yeah, now I know a creepy amount about you. Um, uh, William Regal... Those health issues that were people were talking about. He, um, I uh, listened to the Chris Jericho podcast, and he was detailing. So I think he's okay right now. Mm-hmm. But Regal had so many like insane health things that Jericho had to cut it off. And they're going to do a part two about his like. And this is only like the last few years, like of Regal having. <clears throat> um, apparently, he suplexed somebody in like the nineties, mm. like twenty years ago. It was a rough decade for all of us. Yeah, and he uh, landed on his head. He like bridged mm-hmm. on his head, and he was like, "When I landed, something didn't feel right." And he's like, "I feel something kind of pop." And then, but he kind of just worked through it, and he's been bridging like, for twenty years. It was like this massive blow to the head I took didn't feel quite yeah. right. There was something strange about it, and then, but now he's he found out later that he'd broken his neck, and then it, like calcified, and he like just was just wrestling and bridging with a broken neck for like twenty years, uh, and they had to do neck surgery on him. He also had a bunch of like heart issues. He had spinal fluid like leaking out of his spine. I'm grimacing for yeah. the, the listeners. It was not good. It was very bad. 
Um, and he just had like all these insane things where you like almost died or had to have like amputations and stuff. Uh, but amputations? He, yeah, there was something with like because his heart. There was a thing with his heart where he was like it was a condition or something where he was like if I didn't stay active enough it would like something would like calcify or like something in my heart would like lock up. Mm. So I had to say, but then he like wasn't as active anymore because he had retired from wrestling. So he was like, but he was still trying to like exercise. And then he went and they thought he was going to die because his heart was like, had a bunch of like calcium or something around oh, it. No. And he like almost was cut off. Oh no. And they were like, you're going to die. We're going to amputate because it was like his legs were swelling up from like blood. So, mm-hmm. um, but he seems okay now when he's on AEW, he was like running around slapping people and he's just there. Like you would never mm-hmm. know. Cause he's so committed in, in character. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think he's better now. It seems like most of these things have been taken care of and he's better. His I don't calcified know. bones don't sound like things that would be taken care of, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he said, it sounds like he's okay or better than he was. You're like, guys, I-, I don't know. He says he's not that drunk. Maybe we should let him drive. But like, guys, maybe we just take his word for it. I think he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So Regal's great. He's doing great. He's doing good. Give him the keys. Yeah. Uh, and him and uh, he's managing still Brian Danielson and John Moxley, who fought Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Yuta of the Best Friends. And The guy who makes the shoes? Oh, yeah. Chuck Taylor. Mm-hmm. He actually, Chuck Taylor has- so many pairs of his shoes. Chuck Taylor, uh, loved, he's wrestled under many names uh, because Chuck Taylor is like a copyrighted thing, and I'm surprised he- is still able to use it, but he did come up with uh, a bunch of silly wrestling names that are on Reddit that I won't um, read, but recommended to go check those out because they're yeah. just look up like Chuck Taylor Reddit wrestling yeah. names. That's your homework. Um, they're fun. Uh, but anyway, so this is actually kind of what I wanted to happen. And I saw that it was like, I want because Danielson and Moxie were talking about like, or especially Danielson was talking about how, they could take people that are doing like silly stuff in AEW, but they're good mm-hmm. athletes and like turn them into like elite champion athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, Wheeler Yuta, who lost the match, he like walked away from the best friends at first and he went back to the ring and tried to like shake their hands. And then William Regal slapped him. And then instead of running away, he like turned and like got in Regal's face. So it seems like Wheeler Yuta is probably going to go sit under their learning tree. And I want them to like recruit these younger guys to be there like, um, young lions or whatever, and it's New Japan. That's what they call. Okay, I was young lions. Say, you have a yeah. lot of vocabulary queued up for this. Yeah, well, in in Japanese wrestling, there was a thing called when you're like learning mm-hmm. how to wrestle and stuff. When you're in wrestling school and stuff, they call you a young boy. So, um, it could be very funny out of context. Like, this yeah. is my young boy. Um, yeah. And usually you'll wrestle on the cards, but you have to like be you have to stick to like very simple stuff, and you're like learning, and you usually will lose. And stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it's in New Japan specifically, they brand them as young lions because their mascot is a lion. Oh, okay. They have a lion in their sense. logo. That tracks. Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't make sense to call them old lions. Yeah. Well, they or do have a few of those regular lions because that's everybody. Right? Yeah. The the lions are everybody. That's yeah. the regular roster. Yeah. Just lions. Um, the old they actually do have like older guys. They don't call them old lions, but they no, are. But I'm kind saying of it wouldn't the... make sense to call the new ones the old lions. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. No, no, that's what I'm saying. What are you saying? I'm saying that. That's what I'm saying. Fine. <sighs> this this is an exciting episode. <laughs> yeah. 
It's fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I think Wheeler Yuta is going to leave them. And also, I think this is my pitch. I think that they should, Brian Danielson and John Moxley should win the AEW World Tag Team titles. Okay. And they should, from Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, because that was one of the first people that Brian Danielson brought up as being like a joke. He's like, one guy's dressed as a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And we could like take these guys and like train them. And it's like, Jungle Boy is very over and he's very young. And I think he, it would be great if they beat them for the tag titles. But then that causes Jungle Boy to be like, like reevaluate stuff. And he's like, I'm going to go with them and like, He'll break away from Luchasaurus and he'll go with them and like learn and he'll change his whole his whole deal. His whole deal. His whole deal. I think it would be great. This, this is a well, great story. Okay, this is so interesting. Well, okay, so that's your pitch for what you think should happen? Mm-hmm. All right. Well. And also. Um, well, okay. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll, wait. We'll call you. No. Uh, we'll be in touch. I, I have some more pitches if I can. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what's your next pitch? Oh, uh, the next pitch. So Chris Jericho with his Jericho Appreciation uh-huh. Society. Um, because AEW is like kind of anti WWE in a lot of ways, and WWE is like we are sports entertainers. This isn't wrestling. This is sports entertainment. They've been doing mm-hmm. that for like twenty years, uh, and people make fun of it. And Jericho in this episode, he was like, "I am a legendary millionaire." He kept referring to himself as, and he was like, "I am a sports entertainer." And he's like, "That's like their thing." And like all these people are sports entertainers. And then Daniel Garcia is this guy who's like very much like a wrestler. Like he's technical wrestling guy. He's it mm-hmm. with. He's in the group now. And so this guy, Daniel Garcia, who's like very much a wrestler, was like, I'm a sports entertainer. So now it's just a fun gimmick, but I think that could put them on a collision course with the William Regal Wrestle Factory because um, they're like the wrestlers. Say the that wrestlers. four times fast. William Regal Wrestle Factory, William Regal Wrestle Factory, William Regal Wrestle Factory, William Regal Wrestle Factory. That was four times. You said four times fast. I said five times fast. You said right? four times. Don't you dare gaslight me <laughs> no, on record. No, that's not the saying. The saying is say that five you times fast. You said four. I'll, I'll rewind this later. Okay. It's, luckily, this whole conversation is being recorded. You said four. All right. Well, anyway, William Regal Wrestle Factory, William Regal Wrestle Factory, <laughs> William Regal Wrestle Factory, William Regal Wrestle Factory, William Regal Wrestle Factory. That's a that's a good amount of effort. That's more effort than it sounds like you put into all your college classes yeah. combined. Mm-hmm. Um a hundred percent. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh also what you could have said is I said six times fast. That's is that a pitch. note? That's another pitch. Did you note me? That's a pitch. All right. That's another pitch. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. No, no, no. I have more pitches. Uh <laughs> okay. so I think that'll be a fun feud later that they could do. Mm-hmm. Um Um so, I guess this is official. WWE has not said this, but every place else is reporting. Cody Rhodes signed. He signed with WWE. It's a done deal. He's coming in, and he's gonna supposed to debut at WrestleMania. Uh oh. And it looks like because I caved in and watched the last like ten ish minutes of Raw. Uh, last week, and it was Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. It was actually a best-case scenario when you tune into Raw yeah. for it to be just Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins in a match. I'm like, yeah. this is truly the best thing that could possibly be happening on Raw mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and it was good. You know, it was a good match. Uh, of course, those guys are very good. Um, but it was the winner, because Kevin Owens is hosting his KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is like going to be, basically, it sounds like it's basically going to be a match, but <clears throat> they won't say it's a match because he doesn't and Steve Austin, it's his first situation like this in years, and he doesn't want to say that it's a match because mm-hmm. um, he retired 19 years ago. Uh, so the winner would get to like, it's very silly because the winner would get to host the talk show segment with Stone Cold. 
Oh yeah, well that's that's worth fighting but, for. But it's funny because like Steve Austin is coming in specifically. Like Kevin Owens is like, oh, it's gonna be a talk show, and Steve Austin's like, I'm gonna come in and like kick your ass. Oh. So it'd be funny for Seth Rollins to like Steve Austin would just cancel it. I think. You know yeah. what I mean? Like why would he? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so Seth Rollins lost. He didn't get to do the the talk show. Um, no, he and didn't book it, it. He didn't book it, and a pain we all know. And so he. Uh, and now they're talking about like, oh, this is, he doesn't have a road to WrestleMania. He doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. And Cody Rhodes, I think it was probably going to be like his, his match. Mm-hmm. And there's so many stories they could, they could easily do a thing where Cody comes in and he's like, cause they have a history mm-hmm. where the shield fought the, um, the shield with Seth Rollins group where they fought Cody and his brother gold dust. Yeah. Um, and they have history like that. And also Cody could do a thing where he's like, I left because I wasn't getting like the attention that I thought I deserved and the opportunities I thought I deserved. And you got all of that. You got all the attention, all the pushes, all the opportunities that I thought. And look at you now. You're not even on WrestleMania. You've squandered it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's, it's all you need is that. And I can almost guarantee you there will be absolutely no story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be a cool match. Um, and I'm trying to just get used to this Cody Rhodes going back to WWE thing, even though it's bizarre. But... Uh, they probably I mean, paid him a bunch of money. They probably paid him a bunch of money. He has a kid now. You have to understand that like he's priorities might be different uh and i do still love cody and it would be meaningful i think to see him win like a world title in wwe because he Mm -hmm. is from there um so i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens the match will be good the match will be really good you know yeah um so that's happening were you did you have a something you want to say about that about what i thought you i wasn't sure if i cut you off at some point no i'm good you're good yeah Try to keep going with my pitches? Yeah, yeah, may as well. Okay. This is how you get a job. You just Sec- security. To leave. Security's not here yet. We called them. They're what? Not, uh, you have until they get here, I guess, which they're pretty okay. slow. So, uh, keep oh, pitching. God. Biggie's okay. Well, we knew that. I know, but he was walking around. He t- sent a video or he posted a video where he was like literally walking through his neighborhood. Well, that's good. I thought yeah. I thought we knew he could walk. We knew that he was, yeah. I just, it just was him? good. It was, you know, we had only seen him in the, in you the, you thought uh, he was lying? Yeah, I thought he was lying. Um, I wanted to prove it. No, but I thought that he was, it like he was. He only posted videos of like the hospital. Now he was like he's in a neck brace, but he was just walking around his neighborhood normally. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just an update that he's like he's home, he's recovering, he's good, no spinal damage. Yeah, he should be all right. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. Did I mention that Cesaro left WWE? I don't think so. So Cesaro is like a perennially underrated wrestler. He's like one of the best wrestlers in the world. This person's name, but I don't, yeah, yeah. He's like a freakishly good at wrestling. Um, and WWE, they would always like feature him, but never to the point, never to the, like the level that he really could do. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, and apparently they just like quietly didn't renew his contract and left WWE, and so he could show up anywhere. So I'm hoping he shows up in AEW. Here? Or, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. God. Cesaro's at the door. <laughs> oh, my God. He could show up anywhere. He could show up anywhere. Your office, your home, he might your schools. Start, he could start taking improv classes. He could be behind you right now. That's Turn around. Right. You, the person listening to this. If you're thinking it's you, it's you. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. cool. Well, I hope he shows up somewhere good and not somewhere bad. I hope he doesn't show up on, like, you know, Bad Boys Club or, like, um, some Desperate other, Housewives. like. Wives. Desperate Housewives? Yeah. Desperate Housewives? Desperate Housewives. 
Wait, what is it? ABC, (laughs) the ABC show with Terry Hatcher, Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives of of New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hope he doesn't show up on that show. Yeah. Anyway, tell me more more about uh, the National Wrestling Entertainment Company's Uncooked Meat Show. What? It's a cooking show, right? It's about uncooked food. Man, you totally lost me. Okay, it was raw. All right. Oh, I, was, I was butchering the name right. of your show that you care about. No, so. yeah. Yeah, Desert Housewives of uh, Atlanta. Yeah. The Friday Night Bitch Smack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the first draft name. <laughs> I think we can do better. We got at least one more round of names. Um, All right. Yeah, day on- after Thursday, shove. That's good enough. I want to go home. Uh, the uh, yeah, but he could show up anywhere. Um, but yeah, on Raw, I don't know what else happened on Raw. Uh, but Sasha Banks, watch. You're adding like um, like a vocal element to that that was not there before. Like you, you went Sasha Banks watch. Like, like we had some kind of like note we're supposed to hit with that, and I, I don't feel that that's correct. That's incorrect. I feel like Sasha Banks watch is just something we casually would say. We at and least that the did, 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 was the theme music. I know we at least do like a Sasha Banks watch. We we always say it like at least excitedly. I don't know. I just it yeah, just is, it's I don't evolved. know. The it way evolved. that you did it just made it feel more formal, like it was part of the song. And I think it's important for the audience to know that Sasha Banks watch is not part of the Sasha Banks theme tune. We really have to stop noting each other during the podcast. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll be mindful of it from now on. I was on. just more I was more trying to just beat out what the Sasha Banks watch theme is. Okay. I think it's the theme is this the DDTDDT and then what I understand all good podcasts are just people derailing each other. Yeah. That's how I think this is supposed to go. Probably. I used to listen to Comedy Death Ray, now Comedy Bang Bang, and it was yeah. it was a lot of that. Um, All right, so what's Sasha up to? Well, uh, you know, I said that they might add some people to her WrestleMania match, make it a four way tag team title match. You did mention that, yeah. So they did. Wow. So it's it's going to be now Queen Zelina and Carmella, mm-hmm. the defending champions, versus uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks, the original mm-hmm. challengers. Versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, who are the new challengers. Versus the new new challengers, Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Shayna That's a Baszler. name I haven't heard in a minute. Yeah, it's, yeah. Exactly one minute. Yeah. No, it's been a lot less than that. You just heard it now. Yeah, I know. It's actually yeah. just about a few seconds. What are you talking about? Um, I'm drunk. Yeah. What else is We're new? both still drunk from yesterday. Yeah, I was drunk. Um I feel like I wasn't drunk. I had like four beers and I wasn't drunk until like the last 10% of the time I was drinking. Like I was sober and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, now I'm drunk. Crazy. It's weird how that works, right? Kind of like in all my college classes. You'll be sober and then you'll drink alcohol and then it's like, whoa, now I'm drunk. It's weird. It's weird. It's almost Um, like they're related. I don't think so. But anyway, um, they... Uh, yeah, so they added that. So Shayna Baszler is, you know, we like her. She's good. Um, yeah, I don't well, know. I'm it should excited, be, I guess. I guess it'll I mean, be it's a good more match. opportunities. I feel like it would be better just doing a straight one-on-one uh, tag team match. But 
All right, and maybe so it'll be a little more chaotic about, with with more people in it, so there'll be less downtime. So how about, and it's good. It's good for everybody to get a spot on the card and get yeah. the payday and this. You know, I, well, like, I like that. Okay. Well, what I what I might want to pitch going forward. This is not a note. This is a pitch. It really this is sounds my own, like one. This is my own pitch. Okay. Oh, all, you got a pitch okay. for um for this podcast and, and the way we should handle these things. Mm. I wonder if we should not develop some kind of separate scale for WWE stuff. That's like good and bad like represents good, like good for wwe that's true bad worse for wwe because i feel like often we compare them to every other wrestling promotion and in that sense it's automatically always bad yeah because they really and don't it do the how same we're able to talk about it it's true because they don't do the same thing even brian danielson said that he realized at a certain point and it helped him in wwe that he was like in WWE, it's not they don't do professional wrestling. What they're doing is what he called a parody of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and it is kind of a good way to describe it. It's just yeah. like kind of the painting professional wrestling. It's like its own thing that's set up in the same way that pro wrestling is, but it's like not the same thing. Yeah, because um, it's like what we were talking about with like Booker T mm-hmm. and all that stuff earlier this week. Like it came to my attention that. WWE has a racist history that's not too far back. Um, and yeah, not too not too far back. Uh, this no. year, probably. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I feel like we should um, grade on a curve with some of these things, that's at least true. for the sake of talking about them on a podcast. And maybe we just say, look, WWE is bad. Mm-hmm. But how well did they execute that badness? That's true. And I think I do already internally have some different scales uh, for them. I'm like, for, for that is pretty good. You know, for them, whereas like if it was any place else, it'd be like I I didn't. Yeah, but I think the new metric we judge WWE mm-hmm. on is how well they executed their bad, bad, bad yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Truly, if there's any level of like continuity or like, but even it, that, yeah. I think expecting continuity is already it's too much. Yeah, because that's, true. that's that's not what they do. We've established they don't yeah. do that. So um, I don't know what I don't know what the metric has to be. This is just my pitch. I don't know either because I don't. I'm trying to decide like how to judge a story that has no parts, you know? Yeah. Like if you went to see a movie and it was just a bunch of unrelated stuff, like if every movie well, guess, was Freddy got fingered, basically. I guess you kind of have to walk away from the idea of it being a story and just look at it as being like entertainamania. It's true. That's what it is. It's entertainamania. Yeah. How entertaining is it? Mm-hmm. You know? And those God. are the questions you need to ask yourself. That should have been the name of this podcast. Entertainmania? Yeah. Yeah, but it's I don't know that we're that entertaining that we could really bill ourselves. It is a lot. It's a big it is a big it's, it's a lot it's so much going on with that word. Yeah. It is literally a uh a name I came up with for like the most extravagant It sounds like you should see like animals tap dancing. Yeah. Like trained animals tap dancing well, and fireworks yeah. and like acrobats. And the animals are doing all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acrobatic animal. Like, it's all... They set off the fireworks And all safely. the animals are cats, so it's even more impressive, because mm-hmm. it's like, how did they convince these cats to tap dance? Yeah, that's true, because you don't train cats, you do. You convince them. Yeah, you talk them into stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... The what's in it for me? Yeah, and I feel like that's what entertaining media conjures, so we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't have called our podcast that. But I think that is the, the metric, perhaps, we should judge WWE by. How entertaining that's was that's it? That's fair. Um... Yeah, I didn't have a ton of other stuff this week. Um, well, we could talk about the racism. Uh, <laughs> y- 
Yeah. No, yeah, let's do it. No, no, no. I have a, no, I have a, I have a, bunch, of, I have a bunch of stuff. No, uh, yeah. no, no, no. No, there isn't really much to talk about besides the fact from WWE. Uh, talking having, about just for the... Having uh, used Vince McMahon saying the N-word in a story not that long ago. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call it a story. It was literally just... Oh, right. It's just to get a pop, as they say. In so their entertainmania. So it was just like a backstage segment where John Cena, who is a rapper, um, I think this was Survivor Series 2005, mm-hmm. um, but it was around there. It was like mid-2000s, and Vince McMahon just has a little backstage. It's, I don't think it's related to any element of a story. It's just Vince McMahon has a little, and they do these sometimes, and they can be fun when they're not racist. Um, yeah, but it's just some a little kooky skits that were like this. Yeah. yeah, some of them can be, you know, if they keep if they keep them short and stuff. But he just saw John Cena, and he was like, he said, "My N word." Called him my N word, yeah. but not, you know, he used the N word. Yeah, and and then he walks away, and then they pan over to Booker T. Um, and I think he calls Booker T it too. He mm, says the same because I, I watched this clip the other day. I. And he does walk past Booker T and say it to him, He does walk past him. I don't recall him saying it to Booker T because what Booker T's catchphrase was at the time was, tell me he didn't just say that. Okay. So I think Booker T was just watching it. That's what I saw. I think he might have like acknowledged Booker T, but I don't think he said it to him. Maybe you can call it up here. That's what I, I mean, Um, I, yeah, I know I don't want to trust my memory of like videos I've seen recently. Um, Yeah. I don't want to, I'm sorry. I don't, I just don't trust you. No, it's okay. I'm not going to pull it up because I don't want the sound to be on our podcast Um, of the cursed moment. But no, it came up. Well, I apologize if you're correct. It came up because a friend of mine, a friend of the podcast, Alexis Pereira. Yeah. Friend of the podcast. He was. Loyal listener. He was talking to his friend who, his friend is a WWE fan and his friend was telling him about this episode and Alexis was really horrified and um and it came up that this friend of his was telling Alexis that like a lot of the more virulent virulently racist WWE fans eventually mm-hmm. went to UFC. Oh, yeah, hundred percent I'm sure. And then I was also saying like, oh, one hundred percent the WWE is like a racist institution, like mm-hmm. within the way it operates. But also, it's it's funny to remember that like when you when you know that you're like it's because so many WWE fans, some of the worst WWE fans, I should say, like the bad WWE fans, are also people who like desperately need help. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like they are people who can't like shower without being told to. Mm-hmm. Like they just, you know, no offense. God. Well, yeah, you know what offense? Because if you're one of the bad WWE yeah. fans, you're the reason it's bad. So. Yeah, it's also kind of a relationship where they make each other worse because WWE will like train people to expose WWE. Even still, well, look at Gunter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they will always go for like a racial or cultural stereotype. Yeah. Um, and especially back like 20 years ago or 30 years ago, it's like they would always do stuff like that. Um, and so that like trains the fans to like be on board with it and Mm -hmm. and then but then the fans inform because the fans already are maybe racist or whatever and like will respond that way to it and so it'll just make them keep doing it um and the booker t thing was in 2003 for wrestlemania 19 booker t was challenging for the world heavyweight title against triple h and they had some i didn't i wasn't actually watching it at this time but uh triple h had Oh, the Triple H storyline was yeah. what really. So Triple oh, yeah. H, yeah, because that there was that one segment. I forgot that that was the Triple H was like the story. The storyline where it was bad. So Triple yeah. H had a uh, <clears throat> a um, he was saying that like 
black wrestlers weren't like able to be world champions. Uh, I don't remember if he explicitly said that, but that was like what he was saying. Mm-hmm. They wanted Booker T to dance and stuff like that. Uh, that was, and it was very, basically they were setting it up in a way where it was like, I don't like this, mm-hmm. but if you're setting him up as the bad guy, at least to get like his comeuppance yeah, and like so for Booker T to overcome right. and prove him wrong, yeah. then sure. Except <laughs> even that, then, it's a little bit. Uh, but at least you under, at least you understand what the writers are going. For. Yeah, it's not great. That's tough to pull off in like an Academy Award winning movie. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. is not that. Yeah. Uh, um. And so, even if that's what you're going for, or you know, at, at least have Booker T overcome and prove him wrong, right? Yeah. Except that at WrestleMania, Booker T lost cleanly, which cleanly means no cheating or anything. Triple H just beat him. Like they had a contest and the better like Triple H yeah. bested him or whatever. Yeah. Um and so and that was it. He never got a rematch. That was just the end of that. And then Real- it took him like it took him like three years to eventually win that title as King Booker. Um after he won the King of the Ring and he had a king gimmick, which was very fun. But but yeah, no, that was just it. Wow. It was absolutely incredible. Because everybody year was people two thousand three. People are like Still, like, what? Because this was also like the nightmare portion of Triple H's career. Mm-hmm. Because Triple H, um, he was a very good wrestler, and he was. Uh, I'm not going to give a whole history of Triple H, but he was like he was a very good wrestler. He uh, was one of the best heels I've ever seen. He was very like good in the ring, good as a character. He um had gotten pun- uh, punished. Uh, he was supposed to get like a um. Supposed to get a push in 1996-ish, but Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were... He was part of a group called The Click. The Click was Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and uh, Sean Waltman, uh, mm-hmm. X-Pac. A lot of Shawns. Yeah, a lot of Shawns. And so they were they were like a group of friends backstage, but still wrestling was like kayfabe was protected at this time, and so Triple mm-hmm. H was like... Uh, so they weren't supposed to... You weren't supposed to know like good guys and bad guys were friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were going to leave, they did this thing called at Madison Square Garden. It was like their last show or one of their last shows. And uh, after a match, everybody but Sean Waltman, I don't know, he wasn't there for whatever reason, um, they like celebrated together in the ring. It's known as the curtain call incident. Mm-hmm. And it fucking was not... Being like they didn't have permission to do that, mm-hmm. like hug and celebrate together. And it was like, I mean, in the eighties, you weren't allowed to like go out with heel wrestlers. If you were a big yeah. face wrestler, cause they would mm-hmm. like, you would get fired and banned and blackballed and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so, so they did this and then, uh, they had to punish somebody for it. Cause they were like, you can't tell people that you're, so they did, um, Shawn Michaels. They couldn't punish cause he was like their main star. Uh-huh. Kevin Ash and Scott Hall, they couldn't punish because they were leaving. Uh huh. So Triple H got all the punishment for it. So his uh-huh. push got delayed by like a year. So a little fire under him. So he has, he had like I, everything is you know I'm owed all this bitter. stuff. He bitter is bitter. He was hateful. But and so he had this great run. But then he, oh, oh, what? Sorry. No, then ahead. he was doing uh, I, hearsay, I guess. But he was probably doing some steroids. Because uh, this was like in the prime. This is in the prime of steroids. Still. Allegedly, I would say that that's probably a pretty reasonable yeah. assumption. Uh, Allegedly. And he, he tore his quadricep muscle, mm-hmm. which is like a devastating injury. And but he came back. But after he came back, he was different. And I'm not just saying about like the way that he wrestled. Like you could tell that he was like, I will never lose hold of this again. Mm-hmm. And so he was just an absolute nightmare for like three years. He never lost. He was always the champion. And he was having like worse matches. Like, I mean, he had some good matches still, but he and he was like the least 
um, generous wrestler. Mm-hmm. Not even just that he like would ne- would only lose to like his couple friends like Randy Orton and Batista, and he would just like would always come out on top of everything. And he wasn't very generous like in the ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and it, it just was it just was bad, and it was awful to watch. Which is why a lot of it I wasn't watching. Mm-hmm. And Triple H is a good re- he can be like a very good wrestler. It just like whenever he's like in, he needs a lot of backstage power too. So anyway, it was a lot of this. And so I'm not surprised that he won. He was always nice to you. And so you don't understand these complaints. Yeah, he never. And if there are complaints, it's only because he's at such a tortured background. Poor guy. No, I hated I know, him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, but yeah. Um, we just um, ummed at the uh, same time. How silly are we? Uh, yeah, no, it sounded pretty racist and bad. It was bad. It was awful. And it was. Uh, also, they did not treat Booker T with a lot of respect when he first came in from WCW. Uh, they didn't treat anybody with a lot of respect from. But he was like one of the biggest stars that actually jumped over right away. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's a question for yeah. you. So this is 2003 when this like overtly racist storyline happens, yes. and then you know, as Alexis's friend theorizes, a lot of racist fans went to UFC. Like mm-hmm. the worst of the worst. I never fans. thought about it, but I I would not doubt that that was. Yeah, this is apparently his theory. And you also say that kayfabe in 2003 was still pretty big. No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about when I said kayfabe was really still big. That was like 1996. Oh, misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. There kayfabe was, was pretty on. much done at that point. Okay, never mind. They actually put out a very back behind the scenes documentary of that WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, and it is very in oh, depth okay. and very. I didn't. I missed where you said front. we'd gone back to 96 when you were. So that's when the that. curtain call thing happened. Oh, okay. I didn't. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't attach yeah. that in my brain. Um. Yeah. No, anyway, I guess my question, which probably isn't relevant now, but my question is, do you think that the end of kayfabe has made wrestling fans smarter? I think it makes a or lot of Or attracted a more smart fan. I, do you mean, like, actually intelligent? Well, yeah. But, well, and I like, mean, like, do you think that the, like, in the absence of kayfabe, you have to understand the difference between performance and reality? And you have to like appreciate what people are doing as a performance as well as you it know. probably has because I think wrestling fans are they're certainly smarter about like the wrestling business now and they're more they're more like aware of the nuances. I'm just wondering um, if you think it's like attracted a more intelligent. I, I do of think fan. it probably has in the last twenty years or fifteen years. I think probably more like hip type people who mm-hmm. are like more maybe more like liberal crowd or whatever have have. Um, more so than ever before mm-hmm. have been into it. Cause there's like PWG, I think was very popular with like hip people in LA. And yeah. Cause stuff. it sounds yeah. like the turn of the century is when they stopped doing the kayfabe. Well, yeah. And they also like the type of, st- I, the, the way that fans interact with shows now is, is different. If you, when I was able watching some like razor Ramon matches for, cause I was Scott Hall passed away. So I was watching, that's what he mm-hmm. was in, in WWF in the nineties. Um, when I was watching those, it's like, in like 80s and 90s like you really uh people are just constantly making noise like the crowd just ah you yeah. know and then like they'll cheer like you know because the wrestlers are working the match to elicit certain reactions at certain moments so they'll they'll pop for something at the right moment but there's mm-hmm. like a general but now people are like it's almost like the whole thing is like music you know it's just like you're they do something and like we react this way and like people have like 
very it's like almost the crowd's almost more organized like mm-hmm. a very specific chance they'll react to things in certain ways they're it's more like, part of the show in a scripted yeah sense. and it's like it and and i think that's because people are more aware of stuff that's interesting you know it's interesting because um, if you think about it like with that booker t incident and that triple h stuff it's like gen z would not know about that like gen z wrestling fans unless you went back and like that's true did a lot of history they wouldn't like a 20 year old wrestling fan right now might have no idea that that happened or might not be aware of that. That's like, true. And you know, um, it's actually, it was cut, some stuff gets cut out, right? Yeah. Too? Especially when they went to Peacock. Cause I think when yeah. they were on their, their own WWE network, they were mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. But at Peacock, they've, they've definitely been like editing some of the more overtly racist yeah, stuff out. So like, you'd have no way of knowing if you were It's actually funny that, uh, William Regal was talking about this. He keeps saying that Brian Danielson is the like the only reason why he's still relevant, which I don't think is necessarily true. But um, but Brian Danielson was trained by him, and so he will bring his name up a lot. And he's like, but he did say because Regal, you know, his heyday was probably like he kind of stopped. He was a pretty prominent wrestler in WWE, probably up to like 2010. Oh, wait, what did he, sorry, what did he say? Did I miss you? What what did Regal say? That he wasn't relevant, and he the he thinks the only reason people today know who he is is because of Brian Danielson. Because oh, the Danielson only reason people know who him. William Regal is. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, which I don't think is necessarily true, but he, I mean, he did kind of stop wrestling prominently in WWE before like 2010, and anything he did after that was like sort of small. Um, but it's like his heyday was kind of like 20 years ago. So he's like, if you're in your 20s now, like kind of why would you know who i am yeah um and i don't think that's necessarily true but well i mean people who really right. nerd it's, out yeah. over stuff will know yeah. because they have probably if, watched if, it all but like but yeah if you're if like you're in just high a normal school, yeah if you're just a normal wrestling fan you know, who just he, watches it because it's on like, yeah you don't the, know you maybe if you watched nxt in the past years he was on that as like a, as like an authority figure but you wouldn't necessarily know who he was yeah um, it's weird because there aren't a lot of i i struggle to think of any aside from like snl I struggle to think of anything in our culture that's like that. I think SNL is probably the only comparison because it's like, I was actually thinking about this recently because like, if you're like, there's a whole history to this show, not necessarily a narrative history that like matters, but like, it's a history that like when people come back, you know, like when Adam Sandler comes back to SNL, yeah. Like, what was that? Like three years ago that he did that? It was, it's like, if you're, if you're a 16 year old SNL fan now, you might not, know that he was on it yeah you, like, or, you might know who he is you he might not famous, be very but, familiar with his early like yeah. we take for granted that these people are super famous to us yeah. because we their movies came out when we were the age of yeah we were the target their, audience you know, yeah <laughs> and so we're very aware of who they are but like you know if, if if you're a 17 year old right now you might not understand who jim carrey is yeah like my niece and nephew i don't know that they know who adam sandler or, or jim carrey yeah. are, you know what i mean like they um, they probably know them as famous people yeah the way that like when we were growing up we knew who like dom deloise <laughs> yeah i mean like i was actually even gonna go bigger and say like like tom hanks like i yeah. knew tom yeah. hanks was famous when i was a kid because he'd always been famous when mm-hmm. i was alive but i never associated tom hanks with being like this heartthrobby com- comedic actor that he actually was oh he was well, well that's yeah he and it's kind of the same thing with once like, he transitioned into like dramatic stuff though i don't think he really ever well yeah because saving private ryan i think is probably the first movie i saw tom hanks in okay that I, I knew of um forrest gump but at the time in like 94 or whatever oh, I was forrest not, gump yeah i yeah, was yeah. not interested in forrest gump yeah forrest time. gump was actually the first movie i saw him in yeah but like, then you forget that like oh in the 80s i liked he, the he birds like, when i was little so i yeah, was aware of him before that. Yeah, yeah you you were but i'm saying for me um and then like 
This is about you. This is, yeah, this, this is, is about time. me. This is, this is about who I knew growing up. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Hanks, Jeff Goldblum too. Like mm-hmm. you don't realize that Jeff Goldblum had this whole like career of being yeah, that's this true. like hot guy. Yeah, he was hot for a while. Yeah, he was. This is the, he was a heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so it's interesting because wrestling is. It it is crazy because I was thinking this a very similar thing. I was like, yeah, SL, SNL was the only kind of thing that I could think of. I was like, there's just been this show that's been on yeah. nonstop. Yeah, for almost for like, 50 years yeah, at this point. At the very least, like 40 years. It's yeah. been, it, like since the 80s, it's been recognizable as like what it is. Like WWE has is, you could recognize it yeah. in this form. And it's just been there and you can watch like decades of this show and you can slowly watch it change mm-hmm. and like you can see people come and go and come back again sometimes. And it's just like, yeah, it's just bizarre. It's this show that's just been... That's why I kind of love it is because it's like, oh, I can go back to like 1993 and see what was going on. It like kind of looks the same, but like it still had its own identity and you yeah, can see what was going on. to it. Yeah. And like SNL is kind of the only one I can think of that's like that. Yeah. Uh, that has that kind of history. It is. Yeah. And it's in- it's interesting to think of the context through which like I really do think like I do think that wrestling fans are probably much smarter now than they've been in the in history. I probably yeah because they are a part of it, mm-hmm. and you have to learn this whole world and this whole like yeah you have to be more like hip about it and like yeah because um, everybody who talks about it you know that's how they talk about it now in terms of like yeah, these two different worlds also super aggressive nerds that really need to yeah talk about it a lot um but still I think the best way to enjoy wrestling is probably just being like a child who. Is just fully invested in it. Maybe and maybe not. I don't know. I'm a person who, like, I really enjoy anal- analysis. It is no, it is good. It is fun, but there's just like a pure because, like, when I still believe that it was like, or just like bought into it, mm-hmm. it's just so easy because you're just like, oh, you know, you really, it's just yeah. like the emotions are high. But I mean, I've had similar situations with that even when I know what's going on. And, like, I've you know, yeah. I obviously continue to watch it, so I obviously still love it. But it's just like that's just like a different thing. Well, I can add my my final thought. Yeah, I think to that. that's all I had. So yeah, Anne's I think final thought. My final thought will be based on that, and my final thought would be like, I understand what you're saying about how sometimes magic is better when you believe in magic, but sometimes I think magic is better personally when you understand that magic is just people trying to make other people happy. God, wow! And they do a lot of hard work wow. to make it happen. They do. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. I always get made fun of by my friends because they're like, and you're so easy to impress because you're just like, uh, I like, this is my thing when I watch movies, like when I, no matter how bad a movie is, if they, tr- if it looks like people tried, yeah. I get like kind of emotional over it mm-hmm. because as my friends have said, like, and you're just impressed that ev- somebody set a meeting and everybody showed up yeah. and I really am like, that is impressive to me. Because you don't is. have to. You don't have to. People, people don't have to show up. People don't have to do anything. A lot of times they don't. Sometimes people, d- but you know, people show up and do things sometimes and it's like, wow, they really did that. Yeah. Good for them. Congrats to their admin staff for pulling that yeah. together. Like, anyway, I kind of ruined my depth with a little rant. No, it's okay. But I do the, I, I do similar things. I, I appreciate similar things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody try. That's kind of a big part of like what, why wrestling is satisfying is like, because everybody loves it there you know what i mean yeah and like a lot of times it's the appreciation is just like oh the like these people doing it love it we love it we appreciate each other yeah and we like feed off each other's energy and it's good isn't it great to be alive it is 
Anyway. <sighs> uh, Hopefully we'll all be getting hit on the back of the head shortly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, those are my thoughts. Those are your thoughts. And now those we're are our done. Thoughts. Uh, did I get the job? We'll call you. Thanks Actually, security's in. here, so yeah. I'll, I'll Th- yeah. Thanks for okay. coming in. Thank- okay, thank right. you. Bye.